0: Go go go
1: Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Demi Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a TV writer and filmmaker. Uh, on this show, uh, we talk about everything from Kourtney Kardashian getting engaged to Travis Barker and then admitting it was filmed for the new Hulu show. Uh, and then also, Kanye West uh, officially changed his his name to simply yay with no middle or last name. Um, here with me right now is the author of Manifest It Bitch, uh, Mary Merkins. Hey, Mary. Hey, Collette. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, welcome. So like, Um, You know, Kanye West, you know, he changes his name to just yay. um, But then it it begs the question of why Kim is still Kim Kardashian. Um, Like she was on SNL recently as Kim Kardashian. So like uh, West, Kim Kardashian West. So like, do you think she, was it like some kind of witchiness at play? Did she manifest it? Do you think that she's like absorbed his name in like,
0: You know it's so crazy it's funny you mentioned that because I heard like uh this obviously this isn't necessarily something I believe is true or anything but I yeah. heard, I heard this funny thing um I don't know if it was on TikTok or where it was but like that apparently the women in the Kardashian family have like a curse on all men that join their family. which I think kind of tracks in a way, which is so crazy because I feel like the men in their lives have all had like this crazy downfall.
1: Oh, Travis Parker. (laughs) Be careful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if the men who become part of the family are really cursed. Cause yeah. Like, even if you think about like Rob and, um, and just all the men that, become part of their family have had yeah. something kind of traumatic happen at some point you know so
1: ooh like um black widow mhm yeah so
0: who knows? Maybe.
1: <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, I think that's, I did not even know that about Kanye. So that is very interesting. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. So maybe he's trying to shed the curse in a way, uh, just distance himself from, from what he was before. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to will some new energy into his life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about, we'll talk about lots of things. We're going to talk about manifesting things into existence, um, listening to the universe, you know, just some, some real hot girl, woo woo retrograde, witch yes. shit we're going to get into it, especially as we approach uh Scorpio season. So welcome, Mary. Thank you. Yes.
0: And I'm a Scorpio. So how appropriate.
1: <laughs> how, when's your birthday? October 25th. Oh so my goodness. Up. Oh my goodness. My, my mom was October 28th and then my in-laws are, um, are the 1st of November and the 7th of November. And my dad's a ninth was the ninth of no. So we, I, my, our, our parents were double Scorpios basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow! So interesting. So, so my home life was Scorpio season. <laughs> um so yes uh so and then also you know in manifesting did you manifest yourself being on this podcast
0: oh yeah definitely I definitely have always you know enjoyed just um talking about everything that I'm interested in you know it's always been something fun for me you know so yeah so happy to be here
1: Great. Okay. So um, first up, some housekeeping. If you like the show, please rate and review. It's how you can help people to find the show. Um, Before we get into our chat, let's kick things off with a uh, replay of the sketch, Oprah interviews WandaVision, which is basically a spoof of the Harry and Meghan um, chat with Oprah. It was so explosive, Uh, but it's, it's within the, uh, the the uh vision of of WandaVision so did you did you see WandaVision that's another witch
0: I know witch. that's the one thing I that's like the one thing I don't have is Disney plus so oh, that's no the one I have <laughs> I have I have them all I have HBO Max I have Hulu uh-huh. I have Amazon Prime that is the one Disney Plus that I still need to get. So,
1: Oh my god, you gotta manifest it.
0: I know. I just need to manifest getting a subscription from like some random person and it'll all work out. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) Sketch! It is the event of a century. Wanda and Vision, sit down with me, Oprah, and my good friend Gail's pergola to set the record straight.
0: Just the three of us.
1: Wanda, were you silent or were you silenced after millions flamed your ghost kitchen on TikTok? I mean, the reverse happened. The comments made me cry, so I made THEM cry. APOLOGIZE! Sounds like there was a breaking point. So many trolls trashing your food. I don't know how any of this started. It began with you using so many beets and hot dogs in all your food. Why would you do that? As you know, Oprah, I grew up in communist Sokovia. It was a rough time and I can only cook using my memories. We really liked beets and hot dogs but I was also questioned about my potato salad. I mean, hold up, wait a minute, what? Who was having that conversation? But despite the trolls, I'm still here. Expanding the borders of our false kitchen world. This ghost kitchen is our home, and we're not going anywhere. I just want to make it clear to everybody that there's no subject that's off limits when it comes to this synthesoid, and which creating the illusion of glamorous fine dining. Vision, so many more ghost kitchens have popped up since yours got called out. Are you going to order from Guy Fieri's Flavor Town? Uh, n- not
0: for me, thank you. I don't eat food.
1: <laughs> that explains the empty refrigerator. Even with the Mind Stone? Vision, you weren't concerned at all about Wanda's menu choices with all the beets and hot dogs? My biggest concern was history repeating itself, with Wanda taking over an entire town because her ghost kitchen was called out. I just want a simple life with people that I love and be able to take over a 7-Eleven or Chuck E. Cheese and pass it off as artisanal dining. For me. I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here, talking with my wife by my side. So what if she puts beets and hot dogs in every single entree? It has been unbelievably tough, but at least we have each other. We are an unusual couple, you know. I i don't think that was ever in question. Can I please go now? I feel trapped in this interview. You are trapped, Oprah. I. Myself, I'm what? <laughs> Awesome. So let's move on. And now we're back. Um, So awesome. We're getting into my chat with uh, Mary Merkins. She is a writer, producer, comedian, manifestation coach. Uh, We're going to talk about manifesting things into existence and how to use your inner badass self to achieve goals um, so, Mary, you, you've you've made movies, you write screenplays, you've done stand up, you worked at a talent agency, you were assistant for um, many showrunners and developers. Uh, you've 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 done so much in Hollywood already. Um, even uh, you took some Pilates classes, and then that sparked an interest in Pilates, and then you became an instructor. Um, you know, how, how have you, um, manifested things into existence? Like wh- how did manifest, were you always manifesting things? Uh, was this something that sort of came to you living in California?
0: You know, I feel like I've always actually manifested things without even knowing it. Um, mm-hmm. just as a kid, like, um, I actually grew up in a really small town in Minnesota on a, a you know, a farm and, um, I would just daydream about you know palm trees and the ocean and it's so funny because when I was applying to college Mm
1: -hmm. I actually
0: didn't look at many colleges in person. Um, It just wasn't a thing that my family did. I know nowadays everyone like (laughs) brings their kids all over to tour all the colleges to make sure they're like a right fit but I didn't and I just applied to UC Santa Barbara kind of on a whim which is Funny because, and then I went, I went there, it's literally right next to the ocean with yeah. palm trees. And, um, and I got to live in a house, you know, on a cliff right next to the ocean. So oh my it's kind of like, like, I manifested that without even knowing. And, yeah. and then I just got into it a little bit more intentionally. I mean, like a lot of people, I watch the secret, but um, there are a lot of things that I could um, expand on the secret that I don't think aren't you know, quite there. Um, like definitely depending on the person, the way you manifest something might be a little bit more specific to you that I think they don't touch upon. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's kind of when I really started getting into that. And then also, um, reading tarot also really into astrology. I'm trying to learn, more about astrology uh western astrology i should specify i don't do yeah. vedic so which i wish that's one of the things i'd like to learn about too is vedic astrology but um yeah definitely really into tarot as well been reading tarot for uh i don't want to say how old i am so i'm not gonna say how long uh, for a long time for, <laughs> all <laughs> good for a long
1: time <laughs> all good so, yeah uh, and uh i have um I can't remember the name of the uh, tarot card box that I bought. It's like "What wild and wonderful, maybe. I have to look, I'd have to look for it, but it's, uh, it's not the standard. Like, do you the have- The Rider Waite one? I think so. The one that like, it's sold at most bookstores. It, yeah. It, it looks like a very long card box, like a, like a playing cards box. And it has like- um, the, the cups, like it it looks like very medieval, like the pictures. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that you use?
0: Well, the one I started with um, is kind of the basic Rider Waite deck, um, okay. which has a picture of the magician card at the front. And then, um, so I think that's the best deck to start with. If you're starting out with tarot is to buy in and, and you would find it anywhere. It's called the Rider Waite deck. It's a good basic level tarot to start at because you start to memorize um all the cards and then start to get intuitive about all of them and make sure you know they're specific to you as well like you don't have to you can take the basic meaning and then intuitively Mm -hmm. um you know learn more about it and then I think it's fun to go on the other decks like you know I got to You can play with some of the Oracle decks or the animal cards Um, and then sometimes you'll start to notice, like I have multiple decks and Mm -hmm. I kind of know which ones are a little bit more like sassy or like negative I don't know I don't want to say negative but like i'll definitely have some decks that will be a little bit more like. In your face with the cards they give you versus others?
1: So so the brand that I bought is called the Wild Unknown and it's a really beautiful box set. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the things that they 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 teach you all these different methods of uh of like tarot card reading and one of the easiest ones is, is like something like the three cards like you lay out three cards. So mm-hmm. do you have like a standard way? Like, do you, do you put out six cards? Like had, what, how many cards do you put out? Also, do you have like a special cloth that you put the cards on? Like, what's your process? Oh, that's, that's And a really then I, good question. and then I want to know what your sassy cards are. Oh yeah.
0: That's a really good question. So, um, yeah, so I do, I meditate before I do it. Um, mm-hmm. not any specific meditation, just, um, just being alone for a bit and kind of feeling when it's time. Mm-hmm. And then I do a different spread depending on what I ask, um, like, uh, for sometimes I just do a daily one card pull, or sometimes what I'll do is if I'll do a daily one card pull, I feel drawn to maybe like pull out two more cards just to get a better picture of what's going on. Um, also I like using tarot for two different options. So you can mm-hmm. do like, if you have two options ahead of you, you can, um, You can uh, like make rows for each option or choice that you're, you know, going to, that you're, have in front of you. Um, One thing
1: I I like, what what does that mean? Like, do you ask yourself a question or, um, or is there like a sort of thought in your mind? Like what, what are the options?
0: Yeah. So, sorry. So like, say you have two choices to choose from, you know, like maybe it's two job offers or maybe it's like two things you can do that day. So I will first ask, I'll just put out the intention there that I'm comparing two choices. Mm -hmm. And then I'll designate one row for one choice and another row for the other. And I might draw like three cards for each row to symbolize each choice. And um, that kind of helps me figure out, it helps me compare the choices even more. Mm -hmm. um, Because sometimes the cards won't give you like oh, choose this one over this one. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they'll be like, you know, both choices might end up pretty good, but one might give you something the other won't, Um, that kind of thing. But I'd also recommend not asking yes or no questions though. I know a lot of people want to do that, but
1: yeah. So it has to be like an open-ended kind of question. Yeah, like how to approach
0: something or you can say what kind of result would I get from doing xyz or um you know what will this scenario look like but I yeah I wouldn't recommend doing yes or no questions um mm-hmm. just because there's so much more to the answer than yes or no usually and sometimes if you ask a yes or no question, you might not get a yes or no answer. You might get something beyond that. So.
1: So, okay. So going back to the two options and then you have the two rows, like one row for each option that you're trying to figure out, what kind of cards are you looking to see or hope? I mean, I guess you can't hope for anything. You just have to the cards will yeah. will tell you, will inform you. So, like, but but what what are you looking for to inform you? Like, what what's a sassy card basically? Like something that would tell you, okay, red flag, no. Mm,
0: well, three of swords definitely. Um, that one would be like a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the tower could be a red flag, mm-hmm. but the tower can also be kind of good because the tower kind of means like a major shakeup kind of like, you know, uh, like your life could be all like, there's something unforeseen that's going to shake up everything. And, and that could be, you know, any, but three of swords is definitely
1: like, eh, (laughs) anytime I get that. Or like Um, the death, the death one is supposed to be a good thing.
0: Yeah. Death is definitely a good, I wouldn't, I don't want to say good or bad, but it's definitely like, that's a very much a transformation card. Um, And also another one that people don't, that gets a bad rep is the hanged man card. Mm. But to me, the hanged man, most of the time for me specifically, depends who I'm reading for, is usually like getting a new perspective. It's not necessarily like you're, some people see it as like, you're stuck, you're like, you know, you're hanging upside down. But to me, it's like, either you need to get a new perspective or a new perspective is coming. Um, wow. so, and just something to think about. Um, so yeah, and and also like there are, car- there are other cards like that. Like when people see the lovers, they always assume love. But to me, when I see the lovers card, I always immediately, well, it depends who I'm reading for, but most mm-hmm. of the time I see the lovers. And to me, that means options like you have a couple options whether it is about love or career or money or whatever it's usually like you have a couple options in front of you and you have to pick one (laughs)
1: that's usually Uh, what
0: that means to me
1: in an ideal world what would you see that would tell you okay this is the road to go you were you were talking about um you were talking about mm-hmm. hot cards like uh, like the three of swords, that that that's sort of like a red flag. But what what are sort of like the cards that you'd want to see yeah. in the deck? Oh yeah, good
0: question. Um lots of cards. So some of the pentacles cards, especially if the question is about money, you know, always like your king of pentacles. That's always a fun one to get. Um also even things like six of wands, that's kind of like the victory card. Oh um i would say magician is a good card well the magician is a good or a bad card because the magician really is like if you will it it's gonna happen like you just need a like you can make anything happen that's what i think of with the magician card um the empress card um the high priestess. And then the obvious yes question. If you do ask a yes or no question, I'm not saying doing, do it, but if you do and you get the sun, that's like a emphatic. Yes. Oh wow, (laughs) The sun card. Yeah. If you get the sun card, that's, I don't know why I didn't say that one first, but, um, maybe because I feel like all the cards are so nuanced that except the sun, you know, like there's no nuance with the sun card. That one's like, you know, complete, Happiness, yes, good. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey. Um. So, okay. So I want. So there are so many questions that I have to ask you. Um. First, is you just got married. Congratulations. Thank you. The most amazing thing was that when I met you, um, like a year and a half ago, like a long before, like it was right, like maybe the week before everything shut down, um, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, that's something else. But like. Uh, you were already engaged and you were saying that your wedding was going to be like sometime in the future. I remember you told me a date. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but it was like, it, it wasn't happening that summer, basically like it, like you had already known that it was going to happen, um, down the road. Uh, was that, did that have, um, Something to do with tarot, with the universe, with uh, like was there something sort of magical in in that you picked way for, far down uh, in the calendar to to get married? Um, because basically, like we, the world shut down. We went into a pandemic. Uh, people were not really allowed to have big events, um, even though some some people did in some countries and states and whatever. Uh, but for whatever reason. Uh, when you had your wedding, finally, it was when it was, um, it was okay to, to congregate again. So like, how, how can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I did say
0: summer 2021 was when my wedding was going to be before the pandemic. And a, I just kind of had a good feeling about that. Cause um, there were some things that Sam and I wanted to do my husband and I yeah. wanted to do before getting married. And then B, a big thing, you know, a lot of people say don't get married on Mercury retrograde, but actually I would say don't get married when Venus is in retrograde. So just make sure things like that, you know, are in check. So I actually don't think getting married when Mercury's in retrograde is that bad. Um, The only thing that might happen is some, you know, like if you're traveling, there might be some hiccups and like the food order might be a little different, but Yeah, definitely don't get married when Venus is in retrograde. So when so when when's that coming up? Actually, I think I wanted to look that up right now because I was like, oh, I should memorize when that is. Um, it's actually coming up. (laughs) So uh let me I have it up right here. So oh in December. Yes, yep, December to January. Yeah. So, you know, depending on what your rising sign is and such, that might determine how you're affected, but you know, Venus is the planet of love. So that's the main reason why I think, you know, avoid getting married when venus is in retrograde so.
1: even though that's like a love time
0: yeah just because it's it it's when it's retrograde it it appears like it's going backwards it's obviously not really going backwards because planets don't do that but um yeah kind of like how when mercury's in retrograde it's not our communication isn't moving forward it's the same thing like love isn't moving
1: forward or progressing so yeah oh wow that's that's wild. Yeah, it's going to be um uh, between uh December 19th and January 29th. Uh 29th, 2022.
0: Yeah, and I know I'm no I, I'm like I said I'm not an astrology expert yet. I'm studying up on it a lot because I find it fascinating, but yeah. from what I've read it's been like it's more like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like your relationships you become more um observant and in, in internal and and meditating on the relationships you have in your life, even if it's not just love, it could be like the friendships in your life or yeah. um your coworkers, that kind of thing. It's a time to really reflect on all those relationships instead of moving forward with relationships.
1: Oh wow. So it's like you're you're dwelling, you're you're dwelling on the relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which is perfect for Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. When you see a lot of people and then you get to
0: You know, unless, you know, if you're being, you know, depending on what your comfort level is right now, but then you see all these people and you really learn like, okay, who do I really want in my life and how do I want them in my life and XYZ
1: right yeah this is okay this is great that we're talking about this because um you know before we go into the before we go into your book manifest it bitch which is a lot of fun uh it's it's very engaging um i love the the um the cover art it's it feels very much like and and this is like um the best compliment it, it feels almost like a, like an email from a friend like it feels very personal it it feels um and, and very engaging. Uh, so before we talk about the steps, um, into like manifesting things into your life, you know, some more context. So we were talking about Venus and retrograde right now. We're talking after the last Mercury and retrograde of 2021. Uh, and, you know, we've now entered into something called retro shade zone. I've been listening to a lot (laughs) of, uh, ghost of a podcast. It's Uh my favorite podcast. Um, And so, so yeah, so it's the retro shade zone uh, with Pluto being the ruling planet. And uh, so this is like a lot of like woo woo stuff happening right now. Um, But the point is, is that um, this time can lead into a lot of like obsessive cyclical thinking. Um, it, It can be a hard time to listen and, and maybe as this connects to your book, you know, maybe even like listen to the universe, um, which is a major aspect of your book because, you know, manifesting is about listening to the universe. Mm -hmm. So, um, and this brings me to step one of your book, um, which is just ask the universe. Uh, so, you know, you, you mentioned you're from, um, Elba, Minnesota. It's a small town, 152 people, more cows there than, than, uh, people, um, you left, you went to Santa Barbara for school. Then you went to, um, American film Institute. You produced, um, uh, like, a, an award-winning thesis called satisfaction guaranteed. Is that available anywhere? Yes, actually we,
0: um, just got distribution. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, which was really cool. Let me see. Uh yeah, so we just got um distribution with dust. Um, and they have like um they have a bunch of films on there that you're able to see it's really cool one second let me see mm-hmm. oh yeah so it's um that like where you can find the information where you can watch it on twitter they're at watch alter and then also watch dust d-ust on twitter and those are the same usernames for instagram as well mm-hmm. and they have links to the website um and then you can watch satisfaction guaranteed um, on Ulster, altar or dust, <laughs> but cool. that actually just happened. So um, yeah. So very exciting that people can watch it online.
1: That's super cool. Yeah. It's about a lonely fifties housewife who undertakes radical atomic surgery to win back her husband's wandering eyes and becomes the perfect wife in the process, which is pretty hilarious yeah it's a dark it's a dark horror comedy so it's uh it's fun
0: but there are there's horror so (laughs) yeah yeah I mean atomic surgery what is that uh she replaces her arm with this robotic device that does housework nice I need that yeah (laughs) So, but the but yeah, yeah, it's uh it's uh and it's set in the 50s, so it's got a lot of like um all the costumes and production design um are all catered to that era and yeah.
1: I'm much. imagining Rosie from the Jetsons and how she can like yes. stretch her arms out. So, like, she could give like her husband a hand job while like dusting. <laughs> yeah. How she's the perfect feel, wife.
0: Yeah. Feel, that's the vibe. So, yes. Yes. A l- definitely darker than the Jetsons, but yes.
1: Okay, so was that a universe telling you this story? Like, how, how did you ask the universe? In like, we, we talked about how you got to California, that was basically like something, even me, I feel like I asked the universe, like a long time ago, um, you know, I'm 12 years old, I'm watching Quentin Tarantino and um, Martin Scorsese, and I'm like, I, I want to be a director. Uh, i had always wanted to move to California, and then I meet my husband eventually, um, you know, at the time, just a guy in a bar and he's from LA. And so it was just like, oh, okay. Like it all sort of like made sense to, to be together. Cause this is what I wanted. And I, you know, now I'm living in LA. So like, um, like for you, like this, this movie in particular, um, it, and, and not just this movie, but just like in your projects in general, um, there is a sort of voice. Like I I know for me, like I I get a hint of an idea and I just start writing stuff. So like how, how, how does that, how does the universe play into your writing?
0: Yeah. So, um, it's very much like, well, a, and I should mention, so, um, I worked on this, someone actually came to me with this idea and then we helped kind of mold it even more. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, someone, so some Ken Morris, who's really awesome. Mm -hmm. I think he goes by Kenneth Morris, you know, on his credits, (laughs) he is fabulous, very talented. He's also a writer and producer. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, um, approached with the idea and immediately I just knew like, wow, this is, this is what I want to work on. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think you, your intuition tells you like, when, you know, you just know with everything.
1: Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's just like, uh, also, and then uh, I was going to mention later on, but Oprah, um, she, you know, she says it's like your, your voice. It's, it's a, it starts with like a whisper, you know, that, that, you know, something, something is whispering to you an idea. And then um, the whispers get so loud that it becomes almost like a, like an actual voice. And, and then it, and, and then like building blocks, it, it builds. And if you don't answer that voice, then it just, you know, topples. So it's, it's kind of like when I get an idea, if I don't see it through, if I don't just write it out, if I don't do it, um, it, the, the idea eventually will leave me. So like, um, is that, is that also how you approach writing? Like, do you, um, do you take a break? Do you write every day? Uh, when, when the universe tells you an idea, do you, um, just store it in your mind for a while? Like what, what's your writing process?
0: Yeah, I'll write it on my notes if it first comes to me, because I know I won't remember it if I, if I, don't write it down in my, um, iPhone notes app. And then I take a lot of walks. I feel like walks are like the most important thing ever. And I feel like everyone, everyone says that, but it's so true. Like you have to walk. You can't just write it out. And even sometimes when you're stuck, you just have to like, again, just take a walk. Um, I promise that it helps.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I really do, uh, love, I, I, especially like first thing in the morning, I didn't do that today, but yeah, I, um, I'm really trying to get 10,000 steps a day and part of, you know, having to, you know, get party, uh, part of getting to that to that goal is like, you have, you just have to get out of the house. You have to go, um, just walk around, um, do at least like a mile in the morning. And that that's for me, that's like the best way, but that by like, before the end of the day, I have 10,000. Um, so it was really funny how we met. Uh, do you remember how we met?
0: through facebook right
1: yeah through facebook yeah, but through happier in hollywood no yes so yeah i first learned about you on the happier in hollywood sound um podcast i was going to say soundtrack but <laughs> podcast um so yeah we uh you were you were working with um the uh the show their showrunners but then they also host this um weekly podcast called happier in hollywood and i messaged you because i had just moved to la and i i asked if we could meet and then it was like maybe a week or two before we were supposed to meet at the grove that i coincidentally sat next to you at oh yeah at the
0: writer was was that the writer's guild yeah yeah yeah
1: it was a script <laughs> notes event um with uh sam esmail um from uh from one. mr yeah that yeah. was really great mr robot uh, so yeah, I was, you know, John August hosting and, uh, we were seated together because we have a mutual friend named Ronnie Chavira who's been on the podcast before. Um, you, you knew each other from like USC or something like yeah, that. Yeah. We
0: did a USC program together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's amazing. I love, I love Ronnie. So, uh, so yeah, so we're all, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to meet you at the Grove. so like that that was our that was our first meeting um what was also hilarious is I don't know if you remember at the at the event there were uh, you know during the Q&A time there was that woman who was like yo can y'all read my script I don't know if you remember that I
0: I do it's funny because I feel like that happens at every one of those events, someone asks that. (laughs) i had never,
1: yeah, I'd never seen that before, but yeah, it was like a really long introduction. She's talking about like moving here from Spain and, you know, her journey and, and, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then it was like, yo, can you read my script? Can you guys read my script? And then, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was so bad that, um, like a week or so later i i heard someone on another podcast um screenwriters rant room talking about it like oh my god there was this woman that was like it was so tacky you know she was asking if they could read her script so it's like it's a major faux pas but 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 she was putting herself out there and just like yeah. you said a lot of people do it um, because like and I don't think
0: yeah those the podcast people remembered it but I yeah. doubt Sam Smeal is gonna remember it like Sam Smeal is not gonna like remember that woman's name and remember oh she's the one who interrupted the event because he does so many Q&A's I feel like yeah. I mean yeah he's and maybe once in a while someone says yes so I don't know I like yeah don't me you know it's probably not the best way to go about it but like at the end of the day I'd we remember it, but yeah. Sam Smeal does
1: not. Remember. And maybe, and maybe we also remember it because like, you know, we secretly all want them. Yes. We want them to read of our course. shit. Yeah, of course. That is
0: exactly why. Cause, cause you wonder, you're like, well, wow. What if he did say yes? You know? So.
1: Yeah. And, and, and a part of us, like what she did was, was really ballsy. Um, But yeah, again, she put herself out there. Um, Is that is that part of asking the universe?
0: Honestly, I could see a world where it is because, you know, the only reason that I hesitate with it is because the problem is the desperation in it, because you're not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like that in a bad way, but like when you want anything or when you're manifesting a big part of it is not being desperate for it or not like obsessing about it. Like you really have to just already expect it's going to happen. And then also just kind of, um, honestly, it's best to put it out there, do your steps and then essentially kind of forget about it. You know, it's really good to plant the seeds and then forget about it and just do your work. Um, that's kind of the best way to do things, to manifest things.
1: Right. Yeah, because, uh, so this leads me to, um, we're going to be jumping around a little bit, but this leads me to step two and step three of your book. So step two is fake it till you make it. And then step three is release it like you just don't care. So like, um, so you were, you were alluding to that, be chill, like put, ask the universe. Um, You have to uh, do the work. Like if you mm-hmm. want to be a screenwriter or like a cannabis farmer or, or just like a, like a tarot card reader or astrologer, like you have to, you have to start doing it and start learning mm-hmm. and making mistakes and um, start growing from it.
0: And just doing it is actually aligning yourself with it. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you live, like you already are those things, then you are like, if you, if you live, if you do want to be a professional tarot card reader, if you just do readings for other people, you know, regularly, you're, I mean, you can just do it. Same with like, if you're a writer, if you just write, like you're aligning yourself with that goal. If you just do it, just act like you're a professional at the same time. And then,
1: (laughs) you know, and then, then it all just falls into place. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, how are, how are other ways that people can fake it till they make it?
0: Yeah. So yeah, the big one is, like I said, is just doing it, like acting like you already are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just kind of thinking about, you can do other things like journaling. Journaling's a big one. Like jur- you can do journal prompts, like, um, you know, in the morning, write about like your ideal life, like it's already happening. Like, you know, today I woke up and made $20,000, you know, something like that. And then feel like that's happened instead of just, you know, thinking, Oh, wow, this is unbelievable. Um, and you know, a good, actually a big thing about money is the more you try to manifest more money, mm-hmm. which I've been learning a lot is like, the more you up that goal amount, it's crazy. Cause then you'll start to get the old goals. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you're starting to be like, I want to manifest a million dollars, then that like 200,000, that seemed like a big deal a year ago starts to, you know, starts to come and then you're like, okay, then you can feel,
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So This, this book is, has been much maligned like over the years, but, uh, I really loved it too. Um, your, your book is different in a lot of ways, but in, in some ways yeah, I find that I find that there's a connection, but I love it. Girl boss. Oh, girl. Boss. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now we're, we're yes. Yes.
0: I've, I know that book.
1: So I, I, I loved girl boss. Um, I read girl boss, like my, um, I I it was at a really like low time. My parents were both like really sick. Um I was trying to um also to jump around. I'm I've been watching the show Made. I don't know if you Oh, on Netflix, right? on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if you checked it out, but like she basically had to like pull herself up from her bootstraps and uh find a seek a better life for herself. And so basically I was at a really low point, sick parents. Um just not moving forward. And I read girl boss and I was like, okay, yeah, I could do this. Um, one of the things that she, she says, um, is to like, uh, it, as part of like willing things into existence is like changing your, your password. Like, like, like if you, if you change your password to the, to the thing that you want, you know, like it, like, um, say, say like, um, you know, Oscar, like I want an Oscar, like that could be your password or something, you know, uh, mm. I don't know any, anything like just make sure you add numbers and symbols, but yeah, <laughs> numbers and symbols, but, but yeah, yeah. just, uh, it, 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 that's just like one, that was like one tip in like the fake it till you make I it. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You could also make your I did. I have this now, but also put your vision board on your phone background because you look at your phone so much. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Yeah. So you could do a little vision board on your phone. It's different. I mean, it's different than the one I have in my bedroom, but it's a version of it, uh, you know, so something to think about.
1: So um, Amy Aniobe, she was one of my guests uh, uh, recently, like back in the summer, and uh, and Issa Rae in particular. Their show's coming out soon. I'm I'm super excited for their last season of Insecure. But anyway, uh, they vision board how do you vision board in a day and age where like, there are no real magazines like out there? Like I, 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 asked, I had to ask my neighbor for magazines to make a vision board and she just had like a bunch of like people magazines. I mean, I just had to like work with what I had. Cause I, I wasn't going to like go out and buy magazines. So like, how do you, how do you make a vision board now in 2021 when, you know, we don't really mm-hmm. buy magazines and, and to like rip out pictures that like fit within our, our vision. Like, how do you, how do we make, A vision board in this day and age, or how do you make it?
0: I do have a printer. Okay. (laughs) Mine's black and white though. I don't know if that matters. Yeah. I, I, you know what honestly, if it, it doesn't matter as long as you know the intention is there. But I have uh I I do have a color printer and I do print out the images just so I make sure I'm not just like you know buying um a bunch of magazines that. I'm not going to read fully, you know, I mean, yeah. I do read magazines, but you know, like everything's online, like all the right. articles, all the articles I want to read, I'll find out, you know, I can read them online. So yeah, yeah, I print them out. Um, and sometimes I write out words for sure. I also use some runes, you know, like some Celtic runes.
1: So, oh, my cousin, um, Stanley was talking about runes. So what are runes? Yeah. So they're just, they're
0: symbols that I use. Um, I am, I should not, I should pre- preface by saying I'm not like an official practitioner of like pe- Celtic paganism. So I'm no expert, but I do like to use like certain ones, like especially uh-huh. the rune for like money and abundance um, and happiness. Um, mm-hmm. They're just, they're just uh, symbols that and, uh, you can find them online too. Yeah. And again, it goes down to like the intention that you put behind them. So, um, you know, but yes, I want to preface. I am no expert in runes, but I do like to um, use them on my vision boards, and I use sometimes use them on my um, candles, magic candles. So,
1: yeah. Oh wow! Wait, so you, do you put them on the candle? Do you put them next to it? Like, yeah, because uh, they they look like dominoes, right? Like, what are yeah, they?
0: Or yeah, yeah, they, they. That's a good phrase to put it. If um, I had a little drawing, I would draw them to you, but um. Mm-hmm. I use the one for abundance a lot. So um, I actually use this, like, uh, whatchamacallit, little quail feather thing stick that I um, got at the Green Man store, which I really like the Green Man store. Um, I
1: don't know that store.
0: It's in North Hollywood, um, and they have a lot of fun stuff. So if you're into, like, all that, definitely visit Green, um,
1: green, like the color green mm-hmm, man, man store s- store It's mm-hmm. one word, uh, two words, I think. And then oh. I also
0: like, I like the crooked path too, which I think is also in, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't live in the Valley, but I feel like I go there just for the green man store and the crooked path. <laughs> um, and then I use that to, um, carve into the candle in, Oh wow. uh, in the wax.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. So so um how do you what do you carve into so so is your okay, so I'm imagining like a house of intuition like candle that's mm-hmm. in in a glass jar. That's
0: exactly, uh, yeah, what it's like. Well, oh, oh, they okay. That's another good question. So they actually will give you the jar separately if you ask for it. So the candle's not in a jar. So you have – you can take – so the candle is um, not in a jar when you buy it. You just – the the jar is separate, if that makes sense. So so you, you just have the wax candle and the jar is separate. You put it in the jar yourself.
1: Okay. So are you – you're carving – you're carving <laughs> – <laughs> I want to, I want to get this like, so you're, you're carving with your quail pen. Yes. Yeah. Into the candle to make the shapes. Into the candle on the side or like on top?
0: On the side of the candle. Yeah. I also do sometimes carve things at the top and then, um, and then I will use, they have pre-made oils for certain things that Uh I use sometimes. And then they also have herbs and what's great about most of the, like the crooked, both the crooked path and green man store is they will recommend herbs for you to use too, which is nice. Like you're saying, Oh, I'm doing like, I want to do a, um, spell for, I don't know, uh, to bless my home or something. And they will suggest, you know, oils and herbs that you can put on the candle after, you know, you carve and such.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, Okay. This is amazing. <laughs> has, has it worked? Oh yeah. I definitely. So, um, uh,
0: without like going too much into the weeds, yeah. of it, because I think people like can learn what works for them. So, um, much like the house of intuition too, which I also like that store a lot too. That's great. Um, you, uh, let the candle burn fully and certain things will tell you if it worked or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, if all the wax burns, that's a good sign. Oh, yeah. Like so, it, I mean, ideal sign. There would be like nothing left in the jar. That's like an ideal sign. Same with like if there if there's ashiness in it, that can be a sign that it didn't work, or you need to redo it, or there might be some troubles. Um, or like res certain types of residue mm-hmm. can indicate, but also like timing wise. I would say depends on you and such, but I like to give it until like six months afterwards before I redo it. So yeah, if I need, if I want to redo it.
1: I have, I have, um, lit intention candles, um, not car. I didn't know to carve into it. Um, I, I, I did see like a little, little remnants of candle at the bottom. I mean that can that doesn't
0: mean it won't happen. That I just think that when you when it's completely clear, that's like uh like a emphatic, like yeah, it worked, you know. Wow. Okay. With no residue on it, you know, like you know, perfect looking jar.
1: <laughs> okay. This is Okay. This is great. I'm going to, I'm going to um, check out the cricket path. I'm going to check out green man store. Yes. Yeah. Um, cricket path is in Burbank and then cream man store is in, in North Hollywood. Like you were saying, that's awesome. So these are, um, is that, is that, that that's all sort of like, they're all sort of blend in together the steps so far. So like you're asking the universe, you're faking it till you make it and then releasing it is almost like, um, so like your book, for instance, like your book is essentially something that you, you ask the universe for, and then you put it out there. Like you, you Mm -hmm. were, you were listening to a voice inside of you. You wrote this book, you put it out there. Um, what was the process like in bringing it into reality? This book?
0: Yeah. So I already had a, where, you know, when I was talking about like, when you, work on something, like if you want to do something, just do it as a way to align yourself with that goal. Mm -hmm. I, like I wrote a book proposal, like I didn't, um, write the book before I worked with the publisher. So I just had, um, but I had a book proposal ready because I knew it was something I wanted to work on. And then honestly, the opportunity came through, um, a spiritual, um, coach that I like a lot, George Lisos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, and that came through that where he was like, Oh, do you, you have a book proposal? And I was like, yeah. And then, and then I pitched it and, um, worked with that guy's house and, uh, yeah, I mean, things really did just align for that. Um, and it was cool because, uh, I, I, you know, that was kind of like my first experience, you know, I'd always wrote like TV and essays. I'm mm-hmm. oh, not really books. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of fun. And I felt like every day it's funny. Cause you were talking about like when you get ideas and stuff, Yeah, like I would just be walking around and like, Oh, I should add that to the book. I should add that to the book, you know? Um, so how long did the process take you? about a year i'd say which you know um you kind of but i felt like that was the perfect amount of time um
1: so from from pitching it to writing the for so from writing the the proposal to pitching it to to uh to the finished that, project to the finished product, pro- product yeah right yeah. um that was all one year
0: yeah it was That's all it's incredible one year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, um,
0: yeah. And I definitely, um, you know, it's funny. Cause I, you said you like the book cover. I actually came up with kind of like a mock design to show the designers and it looks pretty similar. It's just, obviously there's as much more professional
1: than my little Canva version of it. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love Canva, yeah. I love Canva like for resumes and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, I mean
0: everything kind of just
1: came together. So w- would you say that um making it I mean obviously you had to sit and write it and you had to to think about it, but was it also just putting it out there and talking to people and and saying like this is something that I want to do? Like do you think yeah. that that was that was uh like uh, like what was the sort of like if you like broke it up into like percentages, what what do you say like really helped um bring it into reality
0: you know I think the biggest thing is paying attention to things um because George Liso said spiritual coach that I work with sometimes and that I like a lot I he was the one like list I honestly sometimes depending on the person don't mm-hmm. always re- recommend telling people what you want um uh, depending on you as a person, me personally, I don't like to tell people about like what I'm trying to manifest because for me, that kind of always trips me up. And then I also get paranoid about like people, um, who don't want that to happen for you. Cause you don't know how many people like don't want things to happen for you. So I try to like keep some of my manifestations to myself, but a lot of it for me is work just working on it. Um, and paying attention to things because there are so many opportunities around you that you're not even aware of. So if you don't pay attention, it's, it's gonna, I mean, not that it's gone forever, like opportunities are always going to present themselves because that's the way the universe works. So I would just say, um, but yeah, for me personally, I don't like to tell people (laughs) I prefer to look for the opportunities everywhere. So I I love,
1: I love in your book, you were talking about the universe as, as being energy, which is something like that's in the secret or in, um, the, like Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about that. And, uh, energy is like, um, and you give the, the example of like rubbing your hands together really fast and then, uh, slightly separating them and like that heat that you feel, um, that's energy. So like, uh, like is that is that the universe or like do you um like can you can you describe like what the universe is <laughs> oh wow what a big
0: question um no yeah i think honestly um so that's a really big question
1: but yeah <laughs> two seconds if you, you really want to
0: get if you really want to get woo woo i think like yeah we are all the universe all of us and the universe is all of us.
1: We are the universe
0: and the universe (laughs) is all of us. There you go. (laughs) Uh, That's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like in the secret, um, how we're all frequencies. It's, it's the, it's the matrix. Like we're, we're all like, um, I don't know, you know, what also, uh, crazy enough reminds me of is, uh, we were watching the daily show from yesterday and there were, uh, Jordan Klepper was at a Trump rally in Iowa. And there was this man who was, um, obviously like QAnon and older gentlemen, I uh, should, I use that lightly gentlemen, but like, um, mm-hmm. older, older, older person. And the, um, Jordan Klepper was like, you know, who's president to you? And he was, oh, Trump's president. And then he was, uh, uh, Jordan Klepper was like, well, okay, so he's president. So so it's his fault that, you know, the, of the, like the debacle in Afghanistan, for instance. And he's like, oh, no, no I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that, you know. And then uh, it just, it just like, just more delusions, just like delusion on top of delusion on top of delusion, but, and I was just like, Oh my God, it's just like, he's, he's living in like a, another dimension. So like, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, um, yeah we are, we are kind of, we're not living in a simulation, like we're living, but, but, but it's like when you hear people like that, or like, you know, anti-vaxxers or like, um, or, or just people, um, who deny I don't know climate change just like it's like what world are you living in but it's like we're all living in the same world yeah but we all look at it differently yeah
0: and- I yeah I was gonna say to that like it's hard because uh you it's funny because when I see someone that I totally disagree with like that or mm-hmm. something I just have to like remind myself like you know we're still like Humans, and we're still like, and I know it's so tragic that it's like that, but I, it's so hard. Um, yes, yeah, so I just try to, as much as possible, like put myself in their shoes as hard as it is, yeah, just to be like, okay, this is someone who has felt fear or hurt, like I have in some way, mm-hmm. and their response has been this obsession that some system, you know, is out to get them kind of situation. And you just have to understand that that, you know, when, you know, when they say like, we're all in fear or something, you know, and they call us sheep and fear and all that stuff. I'm I'm category saying us as in you and me as people who I assume you're vaccinated, right? Yeah. So yes. yes. (laughs) And they call us sheep and stuff. I just go, no, when they're saying that, that they're actually, that is their fear. Like, sure they think we're in fear but they also are living in fear like we've all had fear and trauma and so like this is our response you know i mean like that's their response is to call us like you know saying that you know we're sheep or that other people are controlling them that is their response to fear so i just have to remind myself that and and um you know i have i'm obviously not an expert on how to talk to conspiracy theorists, so I'm not going to like pretend that I am, but the best way I think to go about it is trying to put yourself in their shoes as much as possible.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's nothing that we can do and, and which is kind of the universe in a way like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's uh you know, we, we can't, we can't control the universe. The universe is, is going to universe. It's going to do its thing. And and we are just um, here for the ride, but then we're also on the ride with yeah. You can negative take the frequency. Reins.
0: Yeah, you 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 kind of have to take the reins. It's it's funny because in tarot there is the chariot card, mm-hmm. which people the chariot usually means like fast action. And a lot of people see that as a positive card. But to me, that card is also about like taking the reins of your situation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just have to like take the reins of your own situation and, um, before it takes the reins of you. Um, so
1: yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So going back to the steps, ask, ask the universe, fake it till you make it, release it like you just don't care which which basically means that like you've asked the universe you've put in the work you you're you've uh you're writing about it you're you're um thinking about it but then you're not taking it too seriously like right. you're not obsessed over it which is what's happening right now um in the like the we we're talking about the retro shade um you know Pluto Scorpio season um you yeah, they're thinking be- a lot you're thinking a lot, there could be a lot of like cyclical thinking. So it's like you, you want to, you don't like, like, you know, we're screenwriters. So, but we can't obsess over being screenwriters. We just have to write. We just have to let it go and just, just write. You have to live like
0: you're that already.
1: You have to live like you're that already. And then you, you can't obsess over like, you know, staffing season. Will I get a job? And oh Mm -hmm. my God, I need a job. Or, um, you know, will this producer like me? Oh my God, this producer this producer doesn't like me. Like you, you can't think about that. You just have to like release it. Just let it go. You've put it out there into the universe that this is what you want to do and you just pursue it and it can fall into place if the universe allows. Right. So that brings us to inspired action.
0: Yes. So that kind of, like you said, they all kind of work together. I know I put them as steps, but they, they all kind of happen together and that's the that's the, what I was talking about, the looking for the opportunities around you. Um, that's an email that you were sent. That's sometimes maybe that is you making randomly making a connection with someone and, you know, taking that next step. That's you continuing to write. If that's what you're manifesting that, you know, it's, uh, it's and also also not putting the energy of like, oh, this is work into it. You know, you don't want to be a drag about those um, actions you take.
1: Um, um, even like uh, you you mentioned like uh, on the computer, if you are like, oh shit, this computer sucks. This is the worst computer. Um, that can kind of open up negative, like it may be a yeah. negative outcome, for instance.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. It's very yeah, the, the more you go, like, I mean, this is, I feel like this is talked a lot about, but like, it is true. Like, if you're like, oh, I can't afford that, you know, or, oh, I suck at, um, this game or whatever it's that's then, then that's, what's going to happen, you know?
1: Right. Um, this also connects to the idea of ego. Cause you, you also mentioned that too, like, listen to your, listen to the universe, um, just, just go for it. Trust that the universe will, will be there to support you, which can be, uh, very scary, Mm -hmm. Um, but we, you know, you have to trust in the universe. Um, but the sort of like, and then it also goes back to Oprah too, talking about the whispers, listen to the whispers. Um, the part of us that tells us, that's not a good idea or that seems hard or I can't afford it that is you were saying in your book that's like the ego talking And in my therapist, like she would say that's like you're protect like you going into protection mode like you're you're trying to protect yourself from something um how do you how do you balance your ego you know protective mode with yeah. like listening to that gut? feeling.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously your ego's there for a reason. Like, it's not like you want to get, cause your ego is, is responsible for your survival. Like, um, and so you don't want to just be like, oh, I can't have any ego at all. Like, you know, your ego is the reason you are driven to like, you know, survive. So, right. um, so I think the gut instinct is more about not, not taking in outward factors, you know, like, will those people approve or, or will, will people find me successful if I do X, Y, Z, or yeah, I think it's more about just not letting outward factors influence your decisions.
1: That right. is how,
0: because obviously when you need to do that, that's more about just survival. Like if you care, if you, um, like an outward factor of like, uh, I don't know, like what's a good example. Like if you're driving, of course you want to pay attention to what other people are doing because you, you have to be a defensive driver to be a, a safe driver, you know? Yeah. So that's a little different. So, um, but when you're making a decision or trying to, um, progress in some way, you have to just
1: listen to yourself instead. Right. So you were a stand up. You you've you've done stand-up comedy before, which is really hard, really nerve-wracking, really scary. So I'm I'm imagining that the universe played a role in this. How did the universe talk to you about doing stand up comedy? And then also like, you know, the the kind of like protective mode. Because like for me, I to stand up in front of people, my protective mode, my my ego is gonna be like on firing on all cylinders and telling me like get the fuck off the stage. So like how how did you how did you do it? Mm-hmm.
0: I think well stand I think stand-up is just about being like honest. Yeah. So that's why I like it so much. Um, and then also it's funny cause you're talking about survival. The main reason people are afraid to like do things on stage or like afraid of public speaking even yeah, is because of that survival thing actually, because, um, like your instincts are telling you when you're on stage and you're vulnerable, like you'll literally die. So that's why people are afraid of so if I think about that, if I remind myself like biologically, my body is telling me it, like if I'm scared, my body, it's because my body is like, oh, you're going to die doing this. And I tell myself oh, that's not going to happen. I'm just, you know, I'm just on stage. Anyways, so that's right. kind of how helps. <laughs> help. If I think about it that way, that helps a lot. And then I'm not afraid to do like public speaking or any of that because I just remind myself that those instincts kicking in are kind of silly, but
1: So, uh, Malika described being on stage as not being on stage, but beforehand, uh, like when you're, when you arrive at the comedy club, like flappers or something, let's say, what's it like before you get up on stage?
0: Yeah. So I have to meditate a, that's like a big thing. It's like, um, Breathing exercises, meditating, and then also manifesting that I'm gonna have like a good experience on stage. Like that's gonna be, it's gonna go well. It's gonna go smooth. People are gonna laugh. It's gonna be a great time. That helps a lot.
1: Are you doing this in your car or are you doing this in the club? Doing it in the club. Like,
0: like I always recommend getting there super early. Um, that's like the best thing you can do is get there early mm-hmm. um, because then you don't have to stress about anything. Like you found parking. You know the stage. You can envision yourself on that stage. Um, and I think that's true with anything. Like if you're doing a job interview, same thing. You want to get there early. And so you can t- assess everything that's happening and envision yourself there.
1: Mm-hmm. Is this the same for like a pitch meeting, say for like a TV yeah, show? Definitely.
0: definitely. Um, and if they don't let you in the off, because sometimes that will happen. Like they don't want you to be there super early. Um, that it depends on the person. If you're on a, you know, a studio lot, then walk around um, the studio lot before you go in the office That and take that walk that you need to do,
1: um, that kind of thing. Okay, so this leads us to the last step, receive it. Um, can you walk us through that? It's um you're talking about recognizing it, allowing the universe to support you, um, showing gratitude. For me, like allowing the universe to support me is like the hardest. Um, because like the negative thoughts, just like um, you know, just again, like firing at all cylinders, just telling me like get off the stage, or like, you know, don't submit to this writing program. Like, I don't know. So, like, how do you receive how does how should one receive? um what's coming to them
0: <laughs> yeah so i think um getting in that mindset of like you are grateful for it and um and also try not to be afraid like fear will like likely want to come in also yeah and that goes with post- imposter syndrome which is just another um symptom of fear and um being grateful is like the biggest thing and um And not going, oh, now I, you know, now I have to do this, you know, because this came or whatever. So, right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, let's play a game. Do you want to play a game? Sure. (laughs) an Adele quote or lyric, or is it a line from the movie Hocus Pocus? So we were kind of touching, know. we were kind of touching on like the witchiness. It is yeah. like, you know, witchy, like almost Scorpio season, mm-hmm. Hollywood, um, Hollywood, Halloween, Halloween season. Uh, and, uh, you are, um, you, you mentioned in your book that you're a witch. I think that all women have a, a witchy quality to us. I think that we're all sort of witches in a way yeah Um, what like what what is a witch to you like what does that mean that's
0: such a good question um honestly it's anyone who works with the elements to like it uh, yeah that's such a you don't have to be religious like you can even be like an atheist witch in my opinion um it's really just working with the elements of earth for anything for like for your you know daily prayer your meditation or Um, you know, like a big thing, like I work with fire a lot or a lot of people work with water or different herbs, the earth, you know? So
1: yeah, that's Mm -hmm. my,
0: that's my definition of it.
1: (laughs) So, so fire, like lighting candles or like literally like
0: a bonfire? <laughs> no, no, no! Candles, definitely, just candles. Most okay, that's like my big thing that candles, and then I'll I do a lot of um, I I do a lot of earth too. I guess when I find herbs or or um, purchase them too sometimes.
1: So like I, I don't know, hanging eucalyptus in your shower or something. Exactly, or- that could even be witchcraft,
0: honestly. And there's also a lot of witchcraft in in different religions, and they don't even acknowledge it. Like um. I'd even say, you know, in Christianity, like communion is witchcraft when you like, you know, drink the blood and it's symbolic, the wine of the blood and um, the little cracker thing, the body. Also like any form of candle thing is very much like witchcraft spells. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. It's interesting. But like, if you said that to a Catholic, they'd be like, what the fuck like no, no. that's
0: definitely witchcraft
1: <laughs> yeah and sorry catholics. yeah yeah sorry catholics <laughs> um, okay so let's play this game a quoter quote lyric or a line from hocus pocus you could do it yeah I, hopefully <laughs> yeah okay so first quote unfaithful lover long since dead die asleep in thy wormy bed hocus pocus yeah, that was Winfred uh Sanderson. So, yes, you got a point. Um okay, the next one. Don't under don't underestimate the things that I will do. Adele. Yes, oh my god. Um Adele, <laughs> it was uh, from the song Rolling in the Deep. Okay, so two points already. Oh my goodness, you're you're rocking this. Um bubble bubble I'm in trouble. Hocus pocus. Yes. <laughs>
0: Now I'm just listening for rhymes. To be honest, I'm like if it's a rhyme, it's probably Hocus Pocus.
1: <laughs> but it could be Adele. It could be Adele. That's true. That's true. So yeah, it was the bus driver in uh, in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> the next one is divorce, baby, divorce. Oh my god, um, is that Adele? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did so she go it, through a divorce recently? Yeah. Oh, so okay. she divorced, she divorced the guy named Simon years ago, but, um, she's gone through this, like this whole transformation. Wow. Like, I don't know how she manifested it, bitch. Like, did you, did she read manifested? Yeah. Bitch? Did you send her a copy? Maybe,
0: hopefully she's, and also she's very young. It's so crazy to me. Cause I think she is like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
1: If, Exactly, because like like her upcoming album is called 30. So I, I imagine like she's about 30 now.
0: Yeah, she's lived like three lives already. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, she said it during an Instagram live while she was talking about the song Easy on Me, her first single from her upcoming album 30, uh, which is coming out November 19th. All right, the next nice. one. Oh, look, another glorious morning makes me sick.
0: Oh, that one's hard. Um, I'll say hocus pocus for that. Yes.
1: One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so far you've gotten a hundred. This is like wow. this is way too easy. So yeah, hocus pocus again. That was Winifred say, uh, Sanderson saying that. Last one. I changed who I was to put you both first. Adele. Yes. That Woo! was from that was from her song Easy on Me so what is making you happy these days oh um mm,
0: uh, I shouldn't say it because uh I do uh oh, I'll just say it anyways uh class pass um the only reason I hesitate to say that is because I know like it can screw over some like small you know workout studios but honestly I love that I can go to so many different workout classes you know a variety. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you're going to classes masked up.
0: Yes. Masked up. Um, I don't mind it, honestly. Yeah. Like I, and a couple of the places are already requiring vaccinations. Like all the, a lot of the studios in West Hollywood have already been um, requiring them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all kinds of workout classes. I like boxing. I like hit. I like Pilates of course. Um, yeah. Do it all, all the workouts. Are you still teaching? I do. I teach Pilates Sundays um, at Pilates Platinum in Santa Monica.
1: If oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And do you have to make a reservation? How do you? Yes. Yeah, so um,
0: you can reserve on the MindBody app, which is very popular uh, workout class app. Um, I think also on their website, too. It's Pilates Platinum. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just Sundays in Santa Monica. And then it's right next to the ocean, which is a lot of fun.
1: So. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And then also um, not to promote it, but like class pass is, has also been, has also been good. I'm glad that they're back because I'm sure that the, um, I they know took I was, a hit. they took a hit with the pandemic. They're a business I, too. Yeah. I know they did some like, um, virtual
0: classes like a that they would sell on there, but like virtual, I feel like the virtual ones aren't the same to me personally, for yeah. some people they works, you know, everyone's different. But, did you try,
1: were you teaching virtually at one point?
0: I did. I was teaching virtually and it was so, I was like, I mean, not to bash on virtual classes, but I was just like, I could just do do a video. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like doing a live virtual, I would, me personally, if I'm taking a class, I was like, I mean, I was teaching it, so it was different. But like, if I'm taking a virtual, I would prefer to just like, put on a video so that I could pause it when I want, you know, and all of
1: that. Right. Okay. So how can people find you?
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Manifest It Mary. Um, that's where I'm most active. Um, I'm also on TikTok, Manifest It Mary. I do tarot readings on there.
1: Oh, great.
0: Yeah. My Instagram is private. So I don't accept you if you're like a spam bot. So, you know.
1: <laughs> but the, but you can find you can but you
0: can request and if you seem human, I'll, pro- <laughs> I'll probably
1: accept it. So prove that you're human, yeah, and maybe and not going to steal my information
0: or something,
1: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or also just you know I'll definitely check you out on on TikTok. That's awesome. Um, I I love tarot, so super cool. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Um. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.